وَجَعَلُوا And they have made لَهُ for him This is Allah The one who has made all of this and provided all of this only Allah. And what have the people done? They have made for him, meaning in worshipping him, min ibadihi from his servants, juz'a a portion. What does it mean by that? That they have attributed to him some of his servants, such as the angels. And when they have attributed those servants to him, those angels to him, they have attributed them as a portion of Allah, as a part of Allah. Meaning, as His children, as His daughters. Because juz, remember the word juz also applies to children. Because children are part of their parent. They come from the parents, right? And the Prophet ﷺ said that Fatima is from me. She is from me. Meaning she's my daughter. If somebody hurts her, he hurts me. So, وَجَعَلُوا لَهُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ جُزْآ They have attributed to him from his servants a portion. Meaning, as his children, as daughters. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ Indeed, the human being. لَكَفُورٌ mubin. Surely he is extremely ungrateful. And his ingratitude, mubin. It's evident. It's not hidden. It's very obvious. Because all the blessings are given by Allah. And what is man doing? Forgetting Allah and seeking others. Allah says, Am or ittakhada, has he taken? Meaning, what are you doing? Would he take, mimma yakhluku, from all that he has created? You think that he has taken, banatin, daughters? Meaning, what are you believing regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That from all the different creation, He would choose daughters for Himself, وَأَصْفَاكُمْ And He would choose you exclusively, بِالْبَنِينَ With sons? Meaning that you should have sons and Allah should have daughters? Now, this might appear a little difficult for us, but understand the, the people who had this belief regarding the angels. They were people who did not like to have daughters. What did they want? Only sons. And if someone had daughters, it was like a burden on them, an embarrassment for them. And if someone's son died, then it was a huge loss for him. And this is why we see that the mushrikeen, they look down on the Prophet ﷺ because his sons passed away. And Surah Al-Kawthar was revealed. إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ هُوَ abtar. They called him Abtar. Allah says, no, they will be Abtar. So anyway, these were people who did not like to have daughters. They only wanted sons. So it's as if they are being refuted. Their false belief is being refuted by their own standards. That the more noble someone is, the more sons they should have, according to you. But here you are ascribing daughters to Allah, so it's as if it is being said that even according to your logic, this doesn't make sense. Right? Allah does not have any children, neither sons nor daughters. It's wrong to ascribe any children to Allah. But for the mushrikeen to say that Allah has daughters, it just didn't make sense. They were contradicting themselves. You understand? This ayah does not mean that having daughters is not honorable. This is criticizing their culture, their false belief. Okay? In Surah Al-Najmaya 21, also it is mentioned, أَلَكُمُ الذَّكَرُ وَلَهُ الْأُنثَى That you should have sons and he should have daughters? 
What are you saying? In Surah An-Nahl, ayah 62, this is further clarified. That, وَيَجْعَلُونَ لِلَّهِ مَا يَكْرَهُونَ They ascribe for Allah what they dislike for themselves. This is what they were doing. وَإِذَا and when بُشِّرَ He is given good news. أَحَدُهُمْ One of them. Meaning one of these people, when he is given the good news of what? بِمَا Of that which ضَرَبَ He struck لِلرَّحْمَانِ For the most merciful مَثَلًا As example. ضَرَبَ مَثَل What does ضَرْبُ الْمَثَل mean? To strike an example. Right? So for الرَّحْمَانِ For Allah, what do these people do? They say that he has daughters. So مَا ضَرَبَ لِلرَّحْمَانِ مَثَلًا Okay, if you could put this in brackets or underline it and write females over here or daughters over here. Because what is it that they ascribed to Allah? Daughters. So when one of them is given the good news of a daughter, that a daughter has been born And bushira, the word bushira has been used because really it is good news. In reality it is good news. What happens to these people? Ghalla. It becomes, continues to remain. Wajhuhu, his face. The face of who? Of this person who's been given the good news of a daughter. Muswaddan, darkened, covered in gloom and embarrassment. Wahuwa, and he is kalimun, suppressing grief. Inside, he's suppressing grief and anger. Kadama is to keep anger and grief and worry and concern inside, not let it out. It's as if choking with anguish. This is how he is. Wahua kalim. So it's as if it is being said that how can such a person then attribute daughters to Allah? Look at this individual. When he is told, a daughter has been born for you, what happens to him? Embarrassed, upset. Angry. And then here he is, ascribing daughters to Allah. What contradiction? What contradiction? A is wa and man hu awaman. So is one, meaning what are you ascribing to Allah? The one who is yunashau, who is raised, who is brought up. Noon, sheen, hamza. Nasha'a. What does nasha'a mean? To cause something to grow, to rear. To cause something to grow, to rear, look after it. Okay? So, awama yunashau, the one who is reared up, the one who is developed in, or the one who is nurtured in rather, nurtured in, fil hilya, in ornaments. Hilya, what does hilya mean? Trinkets, jewelry, decoration. And who is it that is nurtured in Such trinkets. Boys or girls? Girls. Isn't it? It's amazing how even baby girls, they have clips and hairbands and earrings and bracelets and fancy shoes and whatnot. I mean, يُنَشَّعُ فِي الْحِلْيَةِ From the beginning, they are reared up in ornaments. Meaning, not with weapons or tools. Because that's what the Arabs did, right? To their boys, they would give them swords. To their boys, they would give them weapons. And to their girls, they wouldn't give any of that. The focus was on the beauty of the girls. So that they would be married off into 
bigger families and for that they would have better connections and boys they were a source of strength so awamay yunashau fil hilya so the one who is brought up in ornaments wahuwa and it is now primarily this verse is talking about women okay and yes the word huwa has been used because it's not being mentioned directly right it's indirectly being indicated that it is meaning that person or that child is fil khisami in dispute it is ghayru mubin it is not clear at a time of conflict it is unevident what does it mean by this basically again the mushrikeen are being criticized for their attributing daughters to allah like i mentioned earlier this does not mean that attributing sons to allah is correct no attributing any child to allah is wrong but the mushrikeen had this belief that allah has daughters all right so this belief is being refuted and it is being refuted by their own culture meaning they're being made to see the contradiction that they are living in that they are practicing so their opinion about women is being mentioned over here that what are you attributing to allah that which is raised amid trinkets and not weapons and then moreover when there is a time of khisam khisam conflict dispute quarrel and such a quarrel in which the disputants are demanding their rights then what happens she is ghayru mubin she is unevident meaning she is unable to express herself why because she's afraid to express her opinion this does not mean that all women are like that this is women were like that in that society in that culture okay so ghayru mubin they're not able to express their opinions or demand their rights ghayru mubin so are you attributing such a being to allah what are you doing now some people they get very offended when they hear these verses and they say that look the quran is biased misogynistic or whatever big big words fancy terms they come up with and they say well quran is not really being fair or not pro women it doesn't really empower women it disempowers women and things like that now like i've been saying from the beginning this is about that culture this does not mean that all women are like that and this does not mean that this is how women should be In fact, it's being criticized that you treat your women like this. You have double standards. You treat your sons one way and you treat your daughters another way. You have this a higher standard for your sons and a lower standard for your daughters. And then from this hierarchy that you've created, you choose the one that is at the bottom for Allah. What are you doing? You're contradicting yourself. It doesn't make any sense. for yourself you like what is strong and for allah you like that which is weak and this is something that should make us think that what is it that i choose for myself and what is it that i choose for allah meaning when i have to give something for the sake of allah when i have to do something for the sake of allah then how is my effort what am i offering what am i giving When it comes to our lives we think the youth for me for my career my family my fun my enjoyment my friends and old age that you know for hajj that for dhikr and dua and quran and all of that what are we doing what are we choosing for allah what are we giving 
to Allah. Not because Allah is in need. Not at all. He is not in need. It just shows what importance you give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much you love Him. What are you willing to offer? By the way, here what is mentioned that women are not very clear when it comes to argumentation. Again, all women are not like that. But maybe you've experienced that if you're ever arguing with your brother, who's louder? Typically. Not always. Not always. But in many cases, what happens? When the argument starts, it starts with tears. Or it ends up with tears. So, I mean, many women are like that. Not all women, but many are like that. They're afraid. You know, especially where women are suppressed, they're afraid to even voice their opinions. They can't even say, I want this, or I need this. They can't even say that. They cannot demand their rights. You know, it's amazing, within marriages even, basic rights, women don't have the confidence to ask for them, to demand them. It's just an example that I'm giving. I'm not saying it's right and this is how it should be. But this is sadly how people are. And not just Arabs, not just Pakistanis. I mean, you see this all over the world almost. Anyway, وَجَعَلُوا الْمَلَائِكَةَ And they have made the angels. And what are the angels in reality? They are الَّذِينَ They are those who هُمْ عِبَادُ rahman They are the servants of the Most Merciful. The status of the angels is? Are they Allah's children? Daughters? No. Who are they? Allah's servants. And these people have made them into inatha. Females, as in daughters. Plural of the word unsa. Allah asks, on what basis do they claim that angels are females or daughters of Allah? Ashahidu khalqahum. Did they witness their creation? Were these people there to witness the creation of the angels? Have they seen the angels? You know, have they seen the angels with their own eyes and they know because of that that angels are female? On what basis do they claim that the angels are female? Satuktabu shahadatuhum. Their testimony will be recorded. Meaning whatever they say is being recorded. alun, And they will be asked. They will be questioned. That on what basis did you utter this lie? Where did you get this information from? So the people of Mecca are basically being criticized for their false belief regarding the angels. And in this is a lesson for us also. And what is that lesson? Don't say anything about Allah without proof. And not just about Allah, about anything. Don't speak without knowledge. Don't speak without proof. وَقَالُوا And then they say, لَوْ شَاءَ الرَّحْمَنُ If the Most Merciful wanted, if Allah wanted, مَا عَبَدْنَاهُمْ We would never have worshipped them. Who? The angels. Typical. Blaming Allah. You know, this was in my qadr. This was in my destiny. I was supposed to be a person who doesn't pray. I was supposed to be a person who doesn't do this and that. Well, did you see it? Did you see the lawhul mahfuz? Did you read your decree from there? And then you learned that you were supposed to be a person who doesn't pray and who does this bad and that bad? Yes, it is written, but you don't know what's written. So what happens typically that the wrong that people are doing, they say, Allah wanted this for me. It's not my fault. Allah wanted this. What could I have done? So they said, لَوْ شَاءَ الرَّحْمَنُ مَا عَبَدْنَاهُمْ And by this basically they were justifying their shirk. If we're worshipping the angels, and Allah is not punishing us, that means it's okay. Allah wants it, Allah likes it. 
Allah says, مَا لَهُمْ They do not have بِذَلِكَ of that مِنْ عِلْمٍ Any knowledge. They're doing this on pure ignorance. And in whom, in not whom they illa except يَخْرُصُونَ They are falsifying. They're inventing lies. يَخْرُصُونَ رَاصَادْ خَرْصَ is basically that which is said on the basis of assumption. Meaning a person says something on the basis of what? Factual knowledge? Observation? On what? Assumption. Guess or guesstimate. Right? That is what Yahrusun is. So in whom illa Yahrusun, they never saw the angels. They have no proof to say that angels are female. Where do they get this from? They just invented this idea based on their assumption. What assumption? That oh angels are supposed to be, you know, nice and gentle and you know, and women are like that, beautiful and kind and that is how women are. So you know what angels must be? Women. No. In whom illa yahrusun. Um, or ataynahum, we gave them. Meaning on what basis do they do this shirk? Did we give them kitaban a book min qablihi before it? Meaning before the Quran. Fahum so they bihi with it. Meaning that book, they are mustamsikun, ones who are holding on to, adhering firmly to. Mustamsikun, plural of the word mustamsik, from istimsak. Notice it's not imsak. What is it? Istimsak, istifal. Extra letters. What does that mean? Extra meaning. So, imsak is to hold something, retain it, and istimsak is to hold on to it firmly. Adhere to something firmly. So, am ataynahum kitabam min qablihi. Did we give them a revealed scripture before the Quran? And that scripture tells them that angels are females. And so, فَهُمْ بِهِ مُسْتَمْسِكُونَ So they are adhering to that book. Is that the case? No. Because the Arabs, remember, what were they? Ummi, unlettered nation. And Ummi meaning no scripture. Ahlul kitab, people of the scripture. Ummi, people who did not have a scripture. So again, what is being said is, they have no proof for this. They have no proof for this false belief. Bal rather. Then how do they believe that angels are daughters? Where do they get this from? Where did this idea come from? If it didn't come from a book, if it didn't come from their observation, where did it come from? Bal qalu. Rather they say that inna wajadna, indeed we found abaana our forefathers ala ummatin upon a religion. Wa inna and indeed we ala atharihim upon their footsteps. Plural of the word athar. We are on their footsteps muhtadun, rightly guided. Meaning in their minds they think that they are rightly guided because they are following the ways of their forefathers. So this false belief came from where? Their ancestors. Where did their ancestors get it from? They invented it. They invented these lies. And so passed on from one generation to the other. And what happens is that, you see, at the time of Nuh salam also, when there was shirk, where did that shirk come from? Many generations before. There were some righteous people who when they passed away, they made their images in order to remember them. The following generation and the generation after them, they didn't just remember those individuals, but they started worshipping them also. 
This is how shirk began. Gradually, gradually it becomes worse. And same thing happened with this false belief also. So in other words, these people are just blindly following their forefathers. وَكَذَلِكَ And thus, similarly, مَا أَرُسَلْنَا We have not sent مِنْ قَبْلِكَ before you فِي قَرْيَةٍ in any city مِنْ نَذِيرٍ any warner Meaning before Muhammad wasallam, no prophet was sent to any people إِلَّا except قَالَ مُتْرَفُوهَا The affluent ones said مُتْرَفُو Plural of the word, مُتْرَف مُتْرَف, one who has been given affluence meaning a lot of worldly possessions and luxury. So the affluent one said that, إِنَّا وَجَدْنَا Indeed we found أَبَاءَنَا Our forefathers عَلَىٰ أُمَّةٍ Upon an ummah. An ummah over here does not mean nation. What does it mean? Religion. Remember the word ummah has four meanings. It's been used in four ways in the Qur'an. And one of them is religion. So we found our forefathers upon a certain religion and وَإِنَّا عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ مُقْتَدُونَ And we are upon their traces مُقْتَدُونَ We are following مُقْتَدُونَ from اِقْتِدَاء مُقْتَدِي Who is مُقْتَدِي by the way? Imam and مُقْتَدِي Imam is the one who is leading the prayer, right? And who is the مُقْتَدِي? The one who is following the Imam قُدْوَة What is قُدْوَة? Someone who is followed in the Qur'an, Allah says that, فَبِهُدَاهُ مُقْتَدِهُ Follow these people. Take them as your example, meaning the prophets of Allah. So they said, we are muqtadun, meaning we're emulating them, we're following them. So basically, don't ask us about what it is or where it came from, which is just what we've always done. This is what we do. قَالَ The messenger said, the warner said, أَوَلَاوُ Will you continue with this false belief even if jitukum I come to you be ahda with that which is ahda more guided better guided and why would it be better guided because it's got solid proof it's based on revelation will you continue to follow your traditions even if what I have brought you is better guided mimma than that which wajattum you found alayhi on it aba'akum your forefathers? One is the way of your forefathers. And one is the way that the Prophet has brought. The way of the forefathers, with all due respect, is not based on sound knowledge. It's not based on sound proof. And what the Prophet has brought is based on what? Knowledge, ilm. Revelation, it is from Allah. What are you going to follow? What are you going to do? Will you still follow that which your forefathers were upon? What will you do? Qalu, the people said, Inna bima ursiltum bihi kafirun. We deny whatever that you have been sent with. Meaning we're not going to follow you. We're going to stay firm on the ways of our forefathers. Because we're too loyal to them. And this is the ingratitude of man. He's not loyal to Allah. He's loyal to who? The creation. What happened with Abu Talib also? Why isn't it that he believed in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Was the truth not clear? It was 100% clear. It was very clear. But what prevented him? His loyalty to his tradition, to his elders, to his ancestors. And this was their israf, Right? In Surah Al-Safat, Ayah 69, we learn, إِنَّهُمْ أَلْفَوْ آبَاءَهُمْ ضَالِّينَ فَهُمْ عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ يُهْرَعُونَ فَانْتَقَمْنَا مِنْهُمْ So when these people were so stubborn 
on their false ways, what happened? We took retribution from them. Fanzur. So look, kaifa kana aqibatul mukadibin. How was the result, the end, the consequence of the deniers? Did they survive? No. What happened to all of their traditions and their culture and their elders and their stories and whatever? What happened to it? Finished. And thousands of years later, people go and they discover their homes and they dig them and they try to figure out what happened and where they lived and what they practiced. But it's over. It's gone. Did their loyalty to their ancestors help them? No, it didn't. So what is this teaching us? All of these verses, what are they teaching us? What is it that we should follow? That which is based on sound proof, which is based on ilm. And ilm is not just obtained by observation. Because some people, they believe that if it's proven by science, it's true, it's fact, it's truth, I accept it. And if it cannot be proven by science, then I will not accept it. Because it's not established truth. Truth is not just what is observable. It is also what is revealed by who? By Allah, by the Creator. Right? And that requires iman bil ghaib. So, we need to think about what we're doing, why we're doing, on what basis, and then continue with it. Because sadly, there's so many things that are, you know, carried on from one generation to the other. And we're doing it just because we found our parents doing it. Right? Who found their parents doing it? But what we need to do is follow ilm that Allah has revealed. Because in that is a person's success. Think about it, even when it comes to worldly matters. Do you just do something because your parents have always done it? Hmm? No. You do something when you believe it's right. Correct? Even if what your parents have been doing all along was something different. Like for example, if in your family, people eat a lot of oily food, lots of carbs and oil and no vegetables and no raw vegetables, nothing like that. And you realize that to fix your health, to be in a better state, you need to cut down on all those carbs and all that oil and all that sugar. Right? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you still going to eat that oily food? What are you going to do? Mom, I love your cooking. However, I think I'm going to eat the salad right now. Right? With all due respect, you're going to do what's better for you. So when it comes to the deen also, we have to do what is better for us. What is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What has been decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in that is a person's success. And if we just keep doing something because everybody's doing it, or because it was always done, then who are we harming? Ourselves. Inshallah, we'll conclude over here. Next weekend, inshallah, I have my first Al-Maghrib class. Please make dua for me. Uh, inshallah, it will be in England. Inshallah. Maybe you know already, it's going to be selected passages from the Qur'an, stories of different amazing women from the Qur'an. Please remember me in your du'as and I will remember you in mine, inshallah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَجَعَلُوا لَهُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ جُزْآن إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَكَفُورٌ مُبِينٌ أَمِ اتَّخَذَ مِمَّا يَخْلُقُ بَنَاتٍ وَأَصْفَاكُمْ بِالْبَنِينَ 
وَإِذَا بُشِّرَ أَحَدُهُمْ بِمَا ضَرَبَ لِلرَّحْمَنِ مَثَلًا ظَلَّ وَجْهُهُ مُسْوَدًّا وَهُوَ كَظِيمٌ وَجَعَلُوا الْمَلَائِكَةَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عِبَادُ الرَّحْمَنِ إِنَاثًا أَشَهِدُوا خَلْقَهُمْ سَتُكْتَبُ شَهَادَتُهُمْ وَيُسْأَلُونَ وَقَالُوا لَوْ شَاءَ الرَّحْمَنُ مَا عَبَدْنَاهُمْ مَا لَهُمْ بِذَلِكَ مِنْ عِلْمٍ إنهم إلا يخرصون أم آتيناهم كتابا من قبله فهم به مستمسكون بل قالوا إنا وجدنا آباءنا على كذلك ما أرسلنا من قبلك في قرية من نذير إلا قال مترفوها إلا قال مترفوها إن وجدنا آباءنا على قال أولو جئتكم بأهدا مما وجدتم عليه آباءكم قالوا إنا بما أرسلتم به كافرون فانتقمنا منهم فانظر كيف كان عاقبة المكذبين سبحانك اللهم بحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته